1: Blessed greens and love, Jalonzo. Welcome to Bob Radio. How you doing?
2: Yeah, man, I'm good, you know, so far, so good. That's good, that's good, that's good.
1: So Jalonzo is a um, musician, guitar player, producer, uh, wears many hats in the reggae world, but you guys may know him most from the band called Dubtonic Crew. And um, so how long, did, when did Dubtonic Crew start, and um, when did you get involved in music, and how did you get involved in music first? Before you get into Dubtonic, how did you, your family's members, an uncle, or in school, you learned a bit instrument. What what was going on there?
2: Well, I mean, my, my father he used to love the sound system. Okay. You know, so he always have the radio on. And, you know, him, him and him bringing them, when him bridge, his friends come to see him, mm-hmm. they would turn the radio up and they would you know drink and smoke. And, you know, so there's always. Music playing, but there was no musician per se. Okay. Nobody played any instrument. I think I'm the first, and maybe the the only, but I think I'm the first musician in the family to pick up an instrument and start playing.
3: Okay. You know? And how
2: I started doing that, I mean, I always always love instruments, I always love music. And in Jamaica at the time, the, easy, the easiest access to music and playing an instrument mm-hmm. is the church. Okay. It's open, you know, and you can sit around the drum and you can play, you know. It's yeah. Easy. So that's why a lot of Jamaican musicians come from the church. Too. Right,
1: right, right. True.
2: Yeah, so I was attracted to the music in the church. Okay. Not the ch- church per se, cause, you know. Okay. But, um,. And then uh, I, I I couldn't, we couldn't, well, we grew poor, so I couldn't afford any, my parents, i my guardian, they couldn't afford any, to buy any instrument or something. My grandmother would buy a little car or something like that for my birthday once. Okay. And I kind of, yeah, kind of miss around that. But by the time I was like 12, 13, I was banging on old pots and pots in the backyard
3: uh-huh.
2: in, in Old Britain. You know, until I, I put one more part beside that part, I put another pun beside it, <laughs> put another part, get a, a part cover, and make an, and turn out into a drum set. I,
1: you know, um, I, we're going to keep on going, but of course, you know, Kirk, Kirk, um, Kirk Bennett, the drummer, he told this, mm-hmm. he told them mm-hmm. a, a very similar story that. Um, he went, and got, went to the bakery and took a bunch of their pans and made a drum kit out of that
2: bakery pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah, that's all. some of us have to do it because we weren't fortunate enough where parents could buy us a Chris drum set and something like that. Right, you
3: know? right, right.
2: So, but you know what? It's so, it's because um, that old pan I made, a, a, a drum set out of old buckets and pots and pans yeah. and stuff like that. Right. And I end up entering this talent Contest when I was like thirteen,
3: fourteen
2: year old. Okay. You know, and and became I came third place and I ended up on the on the newspaper, my family reading the newspaper, see me in there and uh, they listened to the radio and hear my me I, inter- I interview. Yeah. yeah, and I was on the T V yeah. you know, I, I win I win some money too, so you know, the, the, the little old buckets the whole time took me a, a little distance. I became like the community, the little community star. <laughs> How I started, awesome. I started, yeah, I started getting hired at birthday parties and stage shows and so on.
1: Wow,
3: excellent,
2: I excellent. I, I, mean, yeah. I
1: never knew that. We've known each other quite a long time, but I never knew that.
2: Yeah man, if you if, you, if, you can, if, you, if you talk to Anthony B you probably can ask him to nope. in old Britain okay. I was playing the old the whole buckets and hands on stage. <laughs> and, and the sound system the sound system is playing the beat, you know, and and, and, and what the DJ kinda of mess up on the mix one time and, and one of the artists say, Hey, turn off the song. And and, and, and asked me to play and what? Mad,
1: <laughs> mad, 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 crazy fun. That is yeah, yeah. quite a start in 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 the in the into that. So it was it was was it, obviously you got into reggae music at some point, or just because yeah. you were living in Jamaica, or you, you weren't into church music, or you wanted to yeah. play reggae music. Since or what.
2: Was, yeah, since I was fourteen years old. You know, after all of that, you know, people start seeing me and hearing about me. Uh-huh. So this guy, he had a studio in the community. Um, a good distance, about uh, a mile away from me. Okay. Or two, or two, miles away, two miles walking. Okay. Distance. And he told me I have access to practice on a real drum set, and that's how I get into the studio and okay. Production, uh, you know, producing, um, composing, and all of that. That's where it all started. That. Uh, Okay.
3: Records,
2: yeah. Okay. All good. Yeah, yeah. So, 14 year we'll start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, 14, cool. cool. 15 year old people are paying me to make beats and stuff like that.
1: So. <laughs> That's great. That is super good stuff. And then, so you, um, you're talking about drums, but I've only, I've never, se- I've seen you play drums, but I, I know you more as a guitar player. So you picked up a guitar yeah. soon after?
2: Or? Yeah, right after, right as soon as I get into the studio, and I got 14 year old, there was keyboards, guitars, mixing board, everything there, and I was just all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't make up my mind. Okay, in yeah. the candy store, yeah, fun. Yeah, it's like, wow, keyboard, bang 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 bang, guitar, <laughs> bang, 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 you know, everything, mixing board rules here. I, I just just took advantage of the situation
1: Okay
3: 100%
2: yeah Okay I didn't waste no time <laughs>
1: No time at all, okay, very cool So you settled on guitar or you settled on a bunch of different instruments?
2: Well, I don't say you know, I, I just learned uh, um, where I can, I learn enough where I can create a beat, you know and, uh, and make it sound good enough I still would love to, build, I, I still would love to be able to play better, you know, okay. football, drums, guitar, whatever. But I play, i play the bass, drums, guitar, I play a little bit of keyboard stuff, okay, you know. But uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm just well, it's just music for me, you know, right, 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 right.
1: Okay, yeah. so, um, so you've you, that's how this started, and you got into bands and you got into the studio, and then so when did you start playing collectively with a group?
2: Well, I've been playing in groups from those time, you know, from 15 years years old. Uh, I used to play from one group to the other, okay, back and forth. I, I remember I, I travel all over the island, okay, playing in different bands and different groups, okay, in and out, you know, until you know,
1: And then, so, you know. so, um, then you really came on. I mean, people got to know you, I think, through Dubtonic Crew. When uh, you're yeah. doing a bunch of work with Max Romeo, and um, then you toured the states, and you guys won um, World Band uh, of the Year, yeah. uh, whatever, uh, Battle of the Bands World Competition. You guys won that in 2014 or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, um, so how did how did Dubtonic Crew form? How did you guys get together and decide? Hey, you know what? Let's let's take this on the road or Someone said, Hey, I need a backing band, and that was the crew you had, and you gave it a name, or what, what, what happened?
2: Well, let's take it from um, the beginning. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got time. Yeah. So I got a call, Idam and You know, and Yeah. Yeah. So a friend of mine called me and said, Idam and Levi I need a guitarist for a studio session, and that's where I met Juba and Stone. Okay. And we immediately connected right there. We were like, "You, you, you, you you're from you know? And Hageman Levi looked at me and said, "I'm taking you on tour with me." And wow. Joe and Joe Stone, um, coincidentally was playing drums for him on the same tour.
3: Okay, wow.
2: So yeah, so we ended up. Playing uh, for my, uh, Mighty Diamonds and Iron and
3: Levi on that tour
2: in 2006. Okay. It was, a, it was a two-month tour in, in Europe. Okay. Right. Right. And um, yeah, and so we we develop a little feel and so on, and you know Jiban So and they've been touring long before me. That was my first tour. Okay. Uh, and so they are here, here, we like we love the vibe, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. And they they had a, they had another tour with Max Romeo. Okay. Like the following month, and they're like, "Yeah, we want you to come play guitar with, with, with us." For you know, naturally, I'm like, "Well, sure," you know. Okay. that. We, from there, we kind of just, you know, we just chill, you know, vibe together, and we right. decide to. I mean, at the time, I was doing my solo thing, Jalanzo, Okay. You know, and and, and Juban Stone was doing the duo thing. Right. They were recording projects with different artists and whatever. Yeah. To, you know. Right. And so we started recording together, and and, and we decided to take the, that project on the road, the the, the 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 collaboration of Dr. Niku, Jalanzo, and Kamau. Okay. You know? So we get a keyboardist, and we just hit the road to, just like that. And while we're on the road, we decide to just call the whole thing Dr. Crew.
3: Okay, okay.
2: And just, just, just form a band, form a group, and just... That's all. That sounds good,
3: just... Okay, just, so, uh, so um,
1: so um, we were talking earlier, and um, I, I had was speaking to uh, to Juba last night, and he told me that uh, when you guys were in touring Europe, that um, you guys used to go instead of going instead of you would instead of going back to the hotel, you would go to check out the dub camps and the dub arenas at these uh, oh. European venues, and that. Yeah. Um, that had a lot of influence on Tonic crew.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, for real. So, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different vibe from, you know, what we were doing on stage, but, you know. Right, within right. Within the box, you know, we're just playing what's on the record and, you know, so when we go out and we see, oh, there's a freedom music, there's this you can just be yourself and just be free. Yeah. And it has a big impact on us and a big influence. Very nice. Very nice.
1: And now that's um, you know that's like a huge movement right now that um, that Europe has that it hasn't really touched. I don't think very heavily in the United States or Jamaica or you know even beyond that. You know even Canada. I don't know. I don't live in Canada, but I don't keep track of it. But that type of music, that freedom dub style music, sound system music, is a big movement. And um, what do you what do you, what's your opinion on, on the, the the fullness of the next movement of
2: dub and stuff? Yeah, man, dub is the future. Dub is back. Okay, and it's here to stay. I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that, and I, um, I'm, I'm here to be a part of it. I have, I have we have been we have been like the beacon towards that uh, in Jamaica? There were no live music. There was no live music playing much, you know. Yeah, you, you have bands and stuff, but there was no live music much. Right. And Dr. Kind McRue of had uh, um, kind of set that, you know, for, set a foundation. Uh-huh. For that, where we keep our own shows, Born Jamaican and, and all these other shows, Bands Incorporated, where it's just bands. You go to a show, the first time, yeah, in Jamaica, you go to a show and it's just all about bands. Right, right. I, I, remember, I remember that. that yeah, that's history. Yeah, you know. And then we have, and then we have um, Jamaican an annual thing we keep every year. And then we have um, plug and play, okay. where you, live bands come and play, and all these artists come. And, you know, uh-huh. when we started these movements. No, no, but it wasn't. Uh, there were people that that were that farm bands just to play on bands incorporated. The next time. <laughs> so, you know, see. No, I'm telling you, no. I so. believe Port, you. I believe you. Because right, to, there was, you're, you're, right, you're right. You're right. Just to give the uh, our for or, or, or example, or Indignation. Right. Uh-huh. But, sorry. But Protege we, we had a song with Doctor Nick and he, he performed that song and, and um I think the first band Jimmy, first bands incorporated. Okay. You know, it wasn't no artist thing, it was a band thing, and if it wasn't a band, you know, you you, you yeah? Yeah, you, you're, you're not able to yeah. So Protege say it on the mic, we have it on video, say next year bands incorporated, nah miss him. <laughs> we, but yeah and Imam Iman, Iman Jana in front indignation. Okay. That is how indignation started with wow. Protege and Janine. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I didn't but know indignation that. Indignation started with Jenna and Protege. Okay, I knew they Janine came and together, and but I didn't know they were that. They came like that. Yeah, and Jenna and Protege are two big fans. of are two big fans of of who Was always there supporting her shows and you know, yeah.
3: Mad, mad, it, mad.
2: If it, it, it if you listen to music too. And their live performances. Doctor Nicky is a great, big influence, and mm. all of those young youngsters right now coming up. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So in the, the reggae industry. Yeah, the
1: point I wanted to to make, and to our our, our our listeners, was that um, there was a time in Jamaica, say ten years ago, where it was just single artists. It just you're, you're either you're a reggae vocalist, female or male. And yeah. bands, there, there, there's no homegrown reggae bands in Jamaica. No, no, no. Right. I mean, no. like, since
3: there Mystic was, there Revealers took a lot.
2: There was like, yeah, there was like um, some bands, but they, they were doing mostly backing and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though they have like some things out on the radio, like, you know, c yeah. used to be you, there and, you, you and, that, and some other bands.
1: They, but you guys were like the leaders of the that movement that brought bands, like, Earth Cry and and well, and well before
2: that before that there was there was um there was C Sharp there was Roots Underground there was um, yeah Roots Underground they were cool Live Wire so right, these Wire. bands influence us to do our own thing actually these bands that were already out there doing their thing C Sharp Live Wire yeah Roots Underground we see them and we we're, we they influence us to do. Our thing actually. Right. And then we kind of, we you know, kind of just step it up a little and, and you know, bring mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it uh, mm-hmm. back All yeah. right, well that, and bring that, a sound. We bring a sound to the, we don't, we bring a kind of sound to the thing where that, like, then they look at me and tell me, so she never know Doug could do like that. And the guitar, like, live, you know? <laughs> Right. That, that big influence, on you
1: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And many, yeah,
2: many more people, too.
1: Yeah, and so, um, let's get back to the dub music, let's get back to, let's get back to dub music, so, um, uh, so Dub Tonic Crew had their role, their, their run for a long time, and they were, you guys did the Battle of the Bands and all that, and you kept on touring mm-hmm. and we saw you here a bunch of times all over the United States and West Coast for, quite some time and now now you're doing your own productions uh, your own singles and your own live dubbing live dubbing so tell us about your live dubbing and what's what's going on what is live dubbing and tell our listeners what's 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 the future of dub and sound system and and, and dubbing
2: and what's what's going on right there with, with you yeah well first of all let's big up King Tubbies you know yeah of course yeah and then we'll big up we'll big up you'll we'll big up scientists and then we'll big up Lee and then, you know and the list goes on. Mad you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Professor yeah. Yeah. So dub dub is dub to me dub is a lifestyle. It's not just echoes and river, but you know Right. I, I, I yeah, it's a it's a lifestyle. It is, it is,
1: know? it is, it is a lifestyle. It's a full it's a full on movement and it is that it is that freedom music. That that, yeah. that that feeling you get when you're in the session and and the dub takes over and uh, yeah. it's like you know nothing else matters you know it's like everything is the problems are gone and you just want to feel the music and like really really feel the music,
2: you know. Yeah, and yeah man, it's, it's, it's kind of spiritual, but to get more physical now for a physical explanation of the
3: mm-hmm.
2: um is the multi-track production played and added extra reverb and delay and the engineer where did the engineer become the artist. Okay. Right. And start muting and unmuting and adding extra delay and reverb
0: and uh-huh. phases
2: and stuff like that to whatever and then make the song into like a new thing, like a different thing. You know, right, different right. version. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that's that's dub in as, as a definition,
2: in a, in a yeah in a in a physical way, yeah in a physical
1: way. So so like um, we all know what a dub version is, and we all know what du- all that stuff is, right? We we've we've been doing that, and we love yeah, King Tubbies yeah. and all that all the all this stuff. Now, what is live dubbing like? I know we people may have heard. Um, professor do live dubbing where he comes to a, a venue and he only brings his mixing board he doesn't bring any cds or vinyls or anything he all the music is done right there on the spot so yeah so how did you get into into this live dubbing and and um yeah just tell us about well, your live dubbing
2: all right so as an engineer and producer uh, uh, most of the time when i finish mix i always have a dub mix too okay you know and actually, God, but God, God, I always, Gabriel, I, I always love my dub mix. You know, I'm always asked special dog mix, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, Gabriel was the one that said, Yo, you know, think you should do like live dub on them things. And I say, Yeah, you know, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be good. At, yeah. And I said, I think I'll be good at that, you know? He said, so, Well, anytime. Anytime you're ready, anytime you have everything ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you okay. don't know. It. Yeah, okay. So it was actually Gabriel Selassie that put the idea in my head. Like, make okay. like, the light bulb go off.
1: Okay, <laughs> so if you guys don't know who Gabriel Selassie is, Gabriel Selassie is the selector at the uh, Kingston Dub Club for L. Rocker's uh, Rocker Sound System, which is Augustus Pablo's sound system. Gabriel is Agosto's father's son, and so that's who you were. That's who we're talking about.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
1: Gabriel Gabriel told you you should be doing a live dub.
2: Yeah, Gabriel told me you think I should be doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'll be? He said you think I'll be good at it because the way, the way I, uh, my dog's son, he think I'll, I'll be good at live well, dubbing. I said, all right, you know, you're right. I think I'll, I'll be good at it too. Mm -hmm. But I never really got into it until like mid last year, really. Okay. So (laughs) it's a really newer thing for you, yeah. Well, I've been dubbing all my life, but I've I've never got into like, like, oh, I want to do this. And buying the equipment, getting prepared for it. Right. Like seriously, you know, and Mm -hmm. bouncing stems for that, creating shots for that. Like right. I get serious about it. Like yeah, I'm gonna do this. And I want to. I, 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 I want to do it this way. You know? Yeah.
1: Like a new dedication. Like a new, a new forward direction yeah. that you, all your energy is going to go into. That you're going to put yeah, a full, not, full step into it. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Because yes, right. I see where I can. Like, I feel where I, have, where, where, where I feel more freedom, and I can see the way clear through that. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have to rely and. On, on, too much, you know. Other people. It's, it, it, yeah. yeah, and it's simple, and it's very simple, and I can do it. Yeah. I can do it with my eyes closed, you know, okay. I can do it. So.
1: Okay. So, you got you started getting into it in, uh, in the middle of last last year, so when was your first live dub show?
2: Well, you know, my first live dub show actually canceled all <laughs> already the coronavirus thing canceled all the shows. Okay. I had our own six shows lined up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah.
1: now the people can see you do live dubbing every Saturday on your Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was just a natural decision. You're like, you know what? I can't I can't go touring. So make make me do my thing here in my studio and push my message out through the internet yeah. in, in, the, in the stream. Yeah, it's you, like you, felt, you felt so strong about it that you can't yeah. keep it down. You couldn't keep it down and it has to come out.
2: Yeah, it's like I've been preparing for the, the there was a show, the first show was going to be in Ashland on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was preparing for all of that. And the show got canceled on, the, right, on the Thursday. Oh, and it, it the whole thing Because the whole thing I was building, a, a, you know, and preparing and all of that. Right. So just have everything prepared. And I'm like, well, you know. Since I have all these songs and all these things, why not just share it with the world who is interested to listen, Mm -hmm. who who loves them, you know? And I see see it's working. A lot of people tuning in and loving it and looking forward to it. And I'm like, all right, you know? And some people would message me and say, oh, I'm really helping them in this this time. And I'm like, you know, wow, I feel like I'm playing my part in this this, uh, quarantine, you know? So I just you know, I just used to just, I just, I used to just go live whenever, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, then I just decide, you know, if I schedule it, that's, uh, so that, yeah. you know, some people that want to really want to see, can just set that time. Or say, oh, but, yeah, a like, reminder or time. whatever, that you know, for yeah. sure, is going live
1: know, dubbing Saturday yeah, at 5 good. o'clock,
2: <laughs> what is, yeah. when is it? Yeah, and so just go on random live, you know, yeah. which I used to do, just sharing, because I saw. I saw a bunch of those. Just started. You just kind of get you know. Everybody gets kind of depressed, and you know. Yeah. So that was my that was my contribution towards you know helping. Okay. Okay.
1: Very cool. So so we we look forward for your live dubbing now.
2: Every Saturday.
1: Every Saturday. What time? At five. West Coast, On East Coast Facebook. time. What, what when? Where? Yeah, Pacific time. Pacific time. Okay, so five o'clock Pacific yeah. time. For our listeners, 8 o'clock East Coast time for you guys listening on the East Coast and you guys know how to do all the math in between. Um, now, Jalanzo, uh, you're... In, in addition to live dubbing, you've doing, been doing busy doing production work and you have a dub album coming. Yeah? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, so, been, yeah. So tell,
1: tell us about your dub album and, and the works of the dub album.
2: Well, um, I've, I've, there's a lot of works going on, you know. Um, I'm actually working. I'm gonna drop a single soon. I, I don't. I can't tell you when exactly because everything is not into place yet. But I'm gonna drop a single in okay. the next month or two. Okay. And then, yeah. And then I'm gonna drop a mixtape. You know, and have a, like a free download link. I'm gonna do. Okay. a dub of, of 7 um, seven dubs. Okay. And do like a mixtape of that, and okay. it's gonna be for free download. Okay. See? And then. Yeah, then after that I to do a, a few other singles and EP uh-huh. album. Yeah, right on, right on. So, but during that, during that, I'm producing for other artists as well. So you're gonna see my name I got other stuff. You got the too. I,
1: I've seen some of your work uh, with Jassam up in California here, up in Northern California, Ancient uh, yeah. and um, Law of Attraction or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Law of Attraction, Ancient song. Yeah, that album is coming out in May, I think May the twenty I'm not sure. So I won't say. next month. Yeah. That's in that's May. close
1: enough. That's close enough. That's close enough.
3: Yeah,
2: that album's gonna drop. And it's doing well, the singles are out and they're doing well so far, yeah?
1: hmm And you did the yeah. production on, on that record or you helped produce on that record or uh, how much No did I did, did
2: the produ- I did the production, all the production. You most did of all the music. productions. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah killer and then yeah,
1: is that is there a dub album of that or dub versions on that record
2: yeah there are about two or three dubs on there
1: fantastic fantastic so earlier on when we started talking about dub you said dub is the future so where do you see where do you see dub going in the next couple of years hmm? what, do you, what do you think what do you think well, is gonna happen in the in the, in the arena the double arena of, of the reggae world.
2: Well, I mean, you know, there's a wave coming, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you can't see it because it's so far away, but there's a wave of, there's a dub wave coming.
1: Yeah, there is.
2: And it's going to, yeah, it's going to take over. That is, is the future. That's all I have to say. There's, <laughs> there's not, not much I have to say about it, you know, and I'm excited about it, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it too. I'm very excited about this wave of dub. So, um, when I was talking to Matt Professor, we were talking about, like, when we start talking about dub, you gave hail to the first wave of dub, which would be uh, Scratch King, and um, um,
2: King Tubby. Yeah, King Tubby.
1: King Tubby
2: uh, is Tubby. first. Yeah, yeah, first, for sure. Yeah, King Tubby is first. Yeah. And then. <laughs> yeah. And then and then and then scientists. Er- er- Errol Thompson I guess
1: was a pretty heavy dub person early on too. Yeah, yeah, a lot yes of
2: them. Man. Yeah, yeah. I like a yes,
1: And yeah. and then so that would be like considered the first wave, that style of dub. And then the second wave of dub producers would be like Matt Professor and Josh Shaka. Shaka, yeah, and
2: That and uh, Yeah. And now we have
1: this new third wave. Which is, yeah. there's too many artists to name that are amazing. And, and you're part of this third wave, and it's great yeah, to man. know you. And I know your vibe and I know your energy, and I, I can't wait for your contribution to the world of dub. And, um yeah. you know, we love all the works, you know? Yeah,
2: man. You have dub files, dub files leading the way, too. You know, poly, poly um, something like that. But check out dub files. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm bad, I'm bad. Oh,
1: yeah, Pablo Bandini, Dub Files.
2: Pablo Bandini, yes. Wicked. He's bad. Italian, yeah, Italian. Yeah, I'm not one of the women that stood out, Yeah, no, he's, 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 I love his really dub Really
3: yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of leading
2: the dub uh, This this third wave. You okay, know? you think so?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you know. Okay. Just saying. Yeah, no <laughs> problem.
1: <laughs> He's wicked. I pop pa- Paolo Bandini is is wicked, and I love the work that he did with hempersativa and all that stuff. Very cool stuff. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure talking to you about dub. Uh, you know, we're always going to support you here on Bob Radio and in San Diego and all that stuff. And uh, you know, we look forward to your um, all your all your regular reggae singles, and we're really looking forward to your dub album and your live dubbing performances. And you know, we just want to get you the best in, you know, your uh, efforts in the, the dub freedom, freedom music and dub.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Give thanks, son. Always. Anytime this thing cool down, I'm coming back to San Diego to do some shows. <laughs> yeah, I know you
1: are. <laughs> We've done a lot of work yeah. together uh, over the year. We've been played shows together and all kinds of stuff. So it's always it's always nice to have you uh, here. Um, so, hey, with that, um, You know, we hope to see you in San Diego, and uh, we'll see you soon. You know, one love.
2: Yeah, man, one love, brother. One love.
1: All right. Thank you. Yes. Cool. All right. We can stop the interview right there. It just doesn't feel like summer without an ice-cold Coca-Cola in your hand. Stop by your local convenience store today and grab a 20-ounce bottle of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Or pick up even more delicious refreshment with a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke, Sprite, or Fanta. So no matter how you soak in that summer sun, at home or on the go, grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola today and enjoy.